This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, April 23rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farmers to Biden. Explain 30 by 30. EU eyes border tax and GOP counters on infrastructure. Vilsack defends planned CRP expansion. The nation's largest farm group is calling on the White House to clarify President Joe Biden's goal of conserving 30% of U.S. land by 2030. The American Farm Bureau Federation said in a letter to the White House, the concerns of farmers and ranchers are escalating regarding the intent of the 30 by 30 goal, the definition of conservation, and the metrics for defining success, among other things. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack defended the 30 by 30 goal yesterday, telling reporters it was primarily aimed at public lands and private working lands and is not a land grab. At the same time, Vilsack expressed optimism that USDA can coax landowners into taking 4 million acres out of production through the Conservation Reserve Program despite soaring commodity prices. Vilsack said he didn't think expanding CRP would have a significant impact on global markets. The National Grain and Feed Association, which represents grain traders and processors, is warning that drastically increasing CRP could result in negative climate impacts. But Vilsack said he planned to increase the CRP. It's not going to create additional pressure for deforestation. Take note. CRP is already 4 million acres under its current cap, and contracts for another 3 million acres are scheduled to expire this September. Among the enhancements to CRP that Vilsack is making, a 10% one-time inflationary increase in payment rates. You can read more about Vilsack and the 30 by 30 goal at agripulse.com. Kerry, climate action can't be reversed. One of the biggest questions facing the president at this week's climate summit is whether foreign leaders will take seriously the new U.S. climate pledge. But White House climate envoy John Kerry says the United States is on the path to slash greenhouse gas emissions no matter who's president. That's because corporations are increasingly committed to climate action and clean energy technology is advancing quickly. Kerry told reporters, this is the way markets are moving. No politician, no matter how demagogic or how potent or capable they are, is going to be able to change what that market is doing, Kerry said. Kerry thinks the U.S. will likely exceed Biden's pledge to cut U.S. emissions in half by 2030. Now, keep in mind, China's emissions account for 30% of global emissions, twice that of the U.S., and President Xi Jinping said yesterday they won't peak until 2030. Xi claimed China will still be carbon neutral by 2060. You can read our report on Biden's climate pledge also at agripulse.com. European Union wants global agreement on carbon pricing. European Union is moving ahead with its plan to impose a carbon adjustment tax on imports but it first wants an agreement at the World Trade Organization on how to set carbon pricing. We must set the right incentives at the global level because carbon leakage across our economies is detrimental, European Council President Charles Mickel said in a speech at the Climate Summit yesterday. 
That's why we intend to introduce a carbon border adjustment mechanism. This is needed to ensure a level playing field, and it must be compatible with WTO rules. We are ready to work with all our partners on carbon pricing. White House officials suggested to reporters on Wednesday that Biden may be open to a carbon adjustment tax, which could protect U.S. manufacturers and farmers who invest in reducing greenhouse gas emissions. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Climate bill gains support. The Growing Climate Solutions Act, which is intended to accelerate ag carbon markets, is headed to the Senate floor with 42 co-sponsors, evenly divided between Democrats and Republicans. The Senate Ag Committee approved the bill by voice vote yesterday. The House version has been introduced by Representative Abigail Spanberger, a Virginia Democrat, and Don Bacon, a Nebraska Republican, with 22 co-sponsors, including nine Republicans. You can read our report on the committee action at agripulse.com. Republicans released $600 billion infrastructure plan. The Senate GOP is making a $568 billion counterproposal to fix the nation's infrastructure. That's a fraction of the White House $2.7 trillion American jobs plan. The top Republican on the Environment and Public Works Committee, Shelley Moore Capital of West Virginia, says the GOP offer is a, quote, serious plan and, quote, robust package. Here's the details. The GOP package has $299 billion for roads and bridges, $17 billion for ports and inland waterways, $65 billion for broadband, and $14 billion for water storage. Biden's transportation proposal alone is $621 billion. The top Republican of the Senate Commerce Committee, Roger Wicker of Mississippi, says adding the $65 billion in the broadband spending to $40 billion already passed by Congress gets close to the $100 billion Biden proposed for broadband. Now take note, a key Senate Democrat, West Virginia Joe Manchin, didn't dismiss the GOP plan. He said, quote, It's a negotiating starting point, he said. USDA reports a strong week for corn and pork exports to China. USDA trade data shows that while China didn't commit to new U.S. corn purchases during the last seven-day reporting period, the U.S. did ship plenty of corn to Chinese buyers. U.S. corn exports to China from April 9th to 15th totaled 560,100 metric tons. That's about eight Panamax-sized ships full of corn. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service office in Beijing predicted this week that China's corn imports would hit a record-breaking 28 million metric tons for the 2020-21 marketing year as the country refills its domestic reserves and contends with rising demand for livestock feed. 
Net sales and exports of pork to China were also very strong. Florida blocks use of aldicarb for citrus greening. The federal government's failure to consider the impacts of aldicarb on endangered species has resulted in Florida declining to allow its use to combat citrus greening. The Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services notes that the EPA conceded in court that it did not meet the Endangered Species Act's consultation requirements for the insecticide. EPA has asked the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals to remand the decision to the agency without vacating the conditional registration, which was issued January 12th. State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed said Aldicarb poses an unacceptable risk to humans, animals, and environmental health in Florida. It's one of the world's most toxic pesticides and is banned in more than 100 countries. Here's today's She Said It. As the U.S. takes steps to address the growing climate crisis, meet our international climate goals, improve public health outcomes, and grow the clean energy economy, biofuels are an essential part of the solution. That Emily Scorb, CEO of Growth Energy, responding to President Biden's climate pledge. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, April 23rd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.